0: Welcome to Homicide the Podcast. I'm Kevin. And I'm Brandon. And uh, if you're not familiar, Homicide the Podcast is the best true kind podcast hosted by two husbands that uh, often get mistaken for twins.
1: (laughs) Hello. Hi, Brandon. It's true. It is. Um, Okay, what's your story about today? Um, Well, my story is titled Saliva and Sorcery. What? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> it'll be fun um mine uh
0: can be mine's titled something different but i can describe it in two words toy box I you know that sounds creepy already it is creepy <laughs> um okay our life has been really hectic and obviously our last episode we talked about this but little miss martina who is here with us today she is but we won't get mushy this time we won't um we're not over it believe us but we're no. just you know i think our tears have dried up because we have none left <laughs> in our body right. my body's like i can't i can't yeah. do it anymore it's like please please <laughs> please stop
1: um anyway we're back in new york city at we our are. apartment and for the first time in quite some time well you haven't been here since to do December. This in person yes. altogether. together
0: but anna is also here yes. Hi, <laughs> and i love
1: it i know it feels weird i this
0: love feels being back right it feels, it feels right. really good yeah yeah Yes yeah. my hair is getting caught in my microphone
2: my I must or my Your beard, beard hit gross. yeah this was weird <laughs>
0: um ew, look it's look can you see it? yeah we can hear ew, it oh, you can hear it yeah. too gross yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's my microphone's ASMR. a little different today um yeah like
3: That's
2: <laughs> <so> <laughs> gross. <laughs>
0: disgusting. Anyway, Anna, we have so missed being in person I with know. you. I know,
2: I've missed being here too. I know. Ugh.
0: But um, I think you're you're doing something kind of big soon, right? I've been seeing all of your social. Do you want to talk right. about? it? Oh my god! Uh, yeah, do I a little shout out. Me
2: like this. <laughs> I <know. laughs> yes, I am going to start my own podcast. Yay. <laughs> yes, yeah. I love that so much. Thank you. I have been producing for other people for like a year. And change, mm-hmm. so I finally feel ready to do my own. To dive and right in, yeah. I had my first interview on Friday, Wait, and you oh, like, fun.
0: you've already filmed. You've already yeah, done one. Yeah, I already
2: one? did one. Oh yay! Yeah. Oh my
0: god, when is it launching?
2: I don't have an exact date yet. I'm okay. thinking like late April because I want to cool. do as many interviews before yes. I so launch smart. as possible. Get it all set up. so smart. Yeah, because a lot of the yeah. people that I'm pitching are like, I can do it in a month, and I'm yeah. like, okay yeah <laughs> great which is totally fine but yeah i yeah. want to yeah. yeah so you
1: batch. mean you don't want to do it like a couple days before it's supposed to air <laughs> and then get all freaked out because you're like Shit, yeah. we haven't recorded or <laughs> or edited or yeah. got anything ready. i just like yeah. don't
2: trust my own energy enough i know that i can go from one week to the next feeling so wildly different
0: yeah 100 percent. so yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: i want to be sure to give myself on the weeks that I like feel like trash, <laughs> the ability to do nothing except yeah. for edit, because yeah. that doesn't really God, I take wish the same like presence. We,
0: yeah, we I, that's great advice um for us we don't follow. So <laughs> no. Um uh, nope, we yeah, don't. Like this episode is supposed to go up on Tuesday. So and it's Sunday. That's Sunday. <laughs> that's okay. That's so totally life really, on the edge I know, <laughs> on the edge, yes. But hopefully we'll get, you know, a little bit caught up too. That said, we've had some pretty wild stuff happening in our life, but I do we want have. to tell everybody, uh, Brandon. I just want to give you some little, I don't know, accolades or a little shout out here, because Brandon. Well, I kind of forced him uh, <laughs> to join this organization called the AAF of Tampa Bay, which is the American Advertising Federation uh, for like our industry that we have because we own an agency in Tampa. Yep. And I was like, Brandon, jump into it, be the president.
1: Um, <clears throat> And you did. (laughs) I did. I did. Just jump into it. Just Just be the president. I did. I'm like, I know barely nothing. Like, I don't really know anything about this organization. Why not be the president (laughs) of it? Let's do it. But I will say, I learned quick, though. You did.
0: And you did a fucking incredible job. And I just want to say that you are much more powerful than you may know. Thank you. So you're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) It's a round of applause. Congratulations. Um, yeah, so it's yep. pretty cool. It's amazing. Um, Anna, what is new in your life? Your mama just came to town, right?
2: Yes, my mama came to town. I we really saw like her. five or four Broadway shows <sighs> while she was here, which is love more that. than I have in a really long time. <laughs> yeah. So that was great. We saw Sweeney Todd. Love. Was very good. Love, yeah. Sutton Foster. Went um, out yeah. of the water.
0: God, yeah, they and she just came onto the cast, right? The, yeah, literally, we Emily, saw yeah. her
2: the day after her opening night, oh, wow. like oh the matinee God. after. So it was her second performance, and it was amazing. Yeah, incredible. Second
0: performance in that me was right. Yeah, oh, Broadway. <laughs> That'd be fun. We haven't gone quite some One time. day. Yeah, no, we haven't. I, what was the last show that we saw? Oh, it was the cottage. Oh, the cottage. That's right. Yeah, What's yeah.
2: the cottage?
0: the Cultage. um it was it's gone
1: now it was but, yeah. um, it wasn't out for too long
0: no it was hilarious it was actually really good um but eric mccormick was in it mm-hmm. and um God, who else was in it
1: um i'm forgetting everyone's names
0: oh my gosh well there was several other actors in it Yeah, Um, straight
1: play. The guy that you did the show with. Oh, Alex
0: Moffat. Yeah, Yeah. Alex Moffat was in it as well, which is why we went because I did a, I filmed a TV show. Hopefully that will be out soon um, (laughs) with him in it. It's only been like a year and a half. I know. Um, So you know, like a true uh, beginning actor, I was like, I've been in something with him. I know him. Let me go support him, even though he's probably like, who are you? (laughs) Who are you? Who are you again? Still, it's still Um, fun. Yeah. But yeah, I I spent two days on set, uh, basically. Well, with him and, and, um, and Vince Vaughn. And so I was That's like, awesome. yeah, so I wanted to go to it anyway. Uh, it was a great show. Really, really funny. Yeah. Um, about, what was it about? It was about conflict. It was,
1: it was about a family.
2: <laughs> okay. Keep it mysterious <laughs> for me. Right, <laughs> there's,
1: there's this family that owns a cottage yep. in some rural town. And I think it was in New York cause they had like accents. It was, there. it must've been. And the, uh, the the mother who owned the building died and so it was given to no it was not okay so oh I, i'm just it was a family so it was a family cottage and yes. these
0: two brothers and their wives would go to it but then both brothers started sleeping with each other's wives yes. and it was messy and there was a lot of smoking yes I do there was a lot like of smoking real cigarettes. they would yeah.
1: yeah they would pick out cigarettes from like Random, random places. places. It was like a of gag of it of the oh, show. Nice. Um, but then at the end, it was basically the 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 mother that owned the property died, and they found out that one of the X Y or one of the wives that was cheating on it got gifted the house in the will. Yeah. So it was, it, it was this big dramatic story that was just it was so good, though. really funny. I love and a story campy. Of the will. Yeah. yeah. You know. Oh.
2: <laughs> Wait, something so funny about using cigarettes, like any smoking in a live show like that. Yeah. Is that I was in a show once where we had to smoke and we were smoking just like the floral cigarettes (laughs) and they were like, pay attention. Like when you start smoking, like we can't do too much of this because people will start coughing. And it's it's just, yeah, it's just an instinct. Like it's not actually that it's. Like irritating their lungs at all because these are this is not actual nicotine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> totally, but everybody totally. in the audience will just start coughing. That's so funny. So next time you're in a show and they start smoking cigarettes, pay attention. <laughs> <to> pay attention <laughs> if you're coughing. That's, That's funny, funny that
0: you say that. I don't remember anybody coughing. And these, no. these were real cigarettes. Oh, yeah. And there was I was, was to... like, oh, this smells like real cigarettes now. Yeah. yeah. But I don't remember anybody coughing. There was at one point, though. oh my God, there was a mistake. <laughs> um, and they handled it so well. It was so good. But, because you know when you're on stage and something happens and it can just throw it
1: yeah. off. Like, especially <laughs> if it's a
0: new sh- like if you're yep. just coming out of tech week and you're like going into oh my god opening um but uh basically this uh woman went to go get
1: something it was a it was like a glass of whiskey but
0: the glass flew out of her hand flew into the audience like- and she was like
1: and it like smashed and like got all over this guy. Oh <laughs> my was, god! It was it was so hilarious. funny. And every we, one of them died. like played into it on the stage too. They did.
0: I mean, each one broke right, and they were like, <laughs> like each <laughs> one, and then they just played into it. And it was a clearly improv for a hot second. Yeah. Yeah. And then right back into the script. It was so. It was so good. Well done that I was like, was that scripted? Yeah. Yeah. Like it was, it was, it wasn't, but it was, uh, it was really fucking good. good. Anyway, um, well, I'm glad that your mom came. Tell her, well, she'll probably listen, but tell her that we're sorry that we missed her. I know we were excited to to do a little episode with
1: her here. I know
0: (laughs) she (laughs) would have loved that. I know, but she'll be back. Yeah. 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 She'll be back. Um, but anyway, all right. Well, okay. Well, do you want to say our little, our little episode notes for, even though this isn't really happening, but let's, you know, go
1: ahead. and. Oh Yeah. If you have a homotown murder <laughs> which we haven't really done one in quite some time but not, if yeah. you have a homotown murder which is basically a hometown murder be sure to write it to us right into us right that yep. was weird right um at murder at
0: homocidepodcast.com. yeah uh that way we can join have you join us on the podcast uh yes. re- in person if we know you um or <laughs> digitally uh and you can tell us all about your hometown Homo town murder, and then obviously please subscribe, please rate, please review yes. only five stars, <laughs> and that's it. And there's our washer, and it agrees. Yeah, our washer's like, thank you, <laughs> thank you for washing clothes today. Yes, yeah. Please subscribe.
1: All right, who goes first today? Um, I believe you do. I'm pretty sure I went last time.
0: Okay, cool. Well, shall we dive
1: in? Yeah, let's do it.
0: All right, here we go. <laughs> I also need
2: to get. Oh no, yeah. Marty fell. Oh,
1: shit. Not Martina. Well, you
0: put Marty back, Kip. Yep.
1: Luckily, she didn't fall behind. From... Oh, she's
0: <laughs> Well, we'll note it now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she's... Here, let's actually, let's
0: do it, because it'll be funny.
1: <laughs> well, definitely got on camera. I was literally about to say, she didn't fall between the couch. Good. <laughs> she literally fell behind,
0: behind the couch. You made her fall behind. Okay, so for everybody, we, okay, we just changed out some media cards and resituated slash turned off our washer. And um, you might notice that Martina has now gone. She has fallen. And yes, she <laughs> she is wherever you go when you die. Um, oh my but her, I was going to say she went below the couch, but, but apparently her she, picture <laughs> fell behind the couch. So she's still here.
1: She's she is. Just, she's, um, she's
0: here. She's below us. Which is, now.
1: I mean, she would often go below the couch anyway. Sure so maybe that's a good spot for her. Do you remember that, I,
0: that, that picture that I found and I was like, oh my God, her foot was sticking out from right <laughs> under here? Yeah. I'm, she's lucky I didn't step on her that day. But <laughs> oh, Martina, she so yes, she is no longer behind us. She's under us. So that's that. Okay. <laughs> anyway, she's still here. <laughs> she's still here. Um, okay, so I go first, right? Yes. All right. Let me just. This is what happens when you you do a podcast. Is you're doing a thousand things at the same time, and now our file's transferring. Great. Uh, okay, so my episode today is titled, Dear David, Your Moustache is Ugly. <laughs> and it was ugly. Pew pew, 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 <laughs> pew. <laughs> he's an ugly dude. Um, he's an ugly dude with an ugly mustache. Yeah, and I, I don't know that we said the actual title of this episode. Oh, but we didn't. Episode 15. Can you believe that we're in episode 15? No. already? I know. Were you, were
1: you even just saying that was like, wait, what?
0: I know, it feels weird. But this episode is titled, The Serialist of serial killers. Yes. Which, by the way,
1: serialists... Part two of our serial
0: that, killer episode. Yeah, part two. Yeah, because we've only done once.
1: Wait. I mean, we've technically done serial killers. That's but true. But w- we did one episode that was specifically serial killers. That's right. No, I'm not remembering any of them.
0: But... And I think it
1: was David... Whatever, Coral.
0: Wait, Albert Fish. No, that was not... No, Albert was gross. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Albert was very gross. He was That's not gross. a
0: serial killer, though, way. Right? No. No, he like...
2: Oh, I, I thought he was. Wait, was he? I don't,
1: I don't remember albert there's i mean wait no we've albert only had 15 but it's a lot to remember it yeah was, yeah it oh my god and you did a tiktok on it not too too long i YouTube. did a tiktok
0: on jesse pomeroy because that little kid was a shitbag <laughs> yeah that was the one with the milky eye yeah Ugh, gross anyway okay so dear david your mustache is ugly okay it was the afternoon of march 22nd 1999 when cynthia vigil A 22-year-old sex worker uh, who was seen completely naked and screaming as she sprinted down the dirt road in southern New Mexico. Out of fear of how she looked, a woman in a car who saw her locked her doors and sped away. (laughs) Cynthia. I mean, I think she was probably in distress. (laughs) I mean, if you, okay, if you were driving on a backcountry road in New Mexico. Oh, I mean, yeah, sorry, really no, creepy. I would be no, driving away. Yeah, <laughs> it, never, mind. <laughs> some, never mind. Some naked woman running yeah, down the road. <laughs> but here, let me describe what she looks like. Because then you might be like, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, which is horrible. But Cynthia was covered in bruises and blood from a head wound. Oh, had a metal God. collar
1: padlocked around her neck and a oh, chain dangling behind her. No. Uh-uh. I mean, yeah, that's terrifying. I think I would call the police, though. I
2: would absolutely call the police. But
1: that's terrifying. Yeah. Like, I'll go up the road five minutes. Keep
0: running. I'll call the cops. They'll meet us. Yeah, that's, that's terrifying. I don't know. Anyway, another car saw, another car saw her as well and sped away, which is horrible. But eventually, Cynthia reached a set of homes and trailers along the road, located um, one that seemed a little bit more well-kept with a door that was open, and then rushed in. So now imagine that you're sitting <laughs> oh God, in no. your like home some, watching just, TV. So some woman just busted the apartment. And some woman <laughs> blows in with a metal collar and chain and blood and bru- Yeah. That would be terrifying. So oh, that's what happened. So But Cynthia, I'm sure this
1: woman went through a lot of shit that's awful for both just sides. Wait, just wait.
0: So basically, um Cynthia goes into this, this house, this trailer, slams the door behind her, locks it out um and out of fear of that they may be following her she begs the surprised homeowner to help her so the surprised woman in the home immediately called 911 covered mm-hmm. cynthia with a robe um and uh cynthia who had just gotten into the, the home did not know where she was uh but quickly learned that she was 150 miles south of where she lived in albuquerque new mexico Oh jesus so this is the story of david parker ray Who is also known as the toy box killer, who raped, tortured, manipulated, and murdered what the police believe is more than 60 women in a town of truth or consequences, New Mexico. We're gonna address Wait, that I'm sorry, oh,
2: that's the name of yeah, the town. The
0: that's name of the such town a weird fucking name. In New Mexico is Truth or Consequences New Mexico.
2: <laughs> that is so foreboding. Why
1: would I why would anybody want to live in a place named that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna dive into this shit. So anyway. But also like New Mexico's like really pretty, but it's also very strange. Just it's in really general. pretty and, and it's really
2: ugly at the yes, same time. Let's be real.
0: Okay, so this is there's only one more note here that I said. So with not one body recovered, David is likely the most famous serial killer in the state of New Mexico. Okay. So with What that, about no, just kidding. <laughs> Wait.
2: <laughs> I was gonna say Billy the Kid, but he's not a serial killer.
0: Billy the kid, no. Wasn't he, he like a Western? Yeah, he was yeah, just like a, pew pew pew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pew, pew, pew,
2: pew. But if he pew pewed, pew, he must have
0: pew, he pew, 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 pewed a lot. You know? Yeah. Like he's definitely a But he's a murderer, not a serial killer. But, yeah. Okay. I concede. He should have been. But anyway. <laughs> um, but anyway, okay. So New Mexico. I have some facts in here. But um, as most people know, I was born in Roswell, New Mexico. Um, I only lived there for two years of my life. But my biological family is, a lot of them are still there on my dad's side, including my biological dad. So I used to drive from Denver. To Roswell, and I would go I 25 and basically uh, take a sideway towards Vaughn, New yeah. Mexico, which, like, the stretch between Albuquerque and New Mexico, or Albuquerque, <laughs> <isn't New> Mexico. <laughs> is, Albuquerque and Roswell is like really desolate. Yeah. And it, it's really pretty, but it's cre- It's creepy and scary. It's really, and I don't know why. Boring. Yeah. <laughs> it's really like, pretty, it's, but it's creepy it's and scary. Because like, <laughs> it's so.
1: Quiet and yeah. Oh yeah. It I don't is know. it is
2: very eerie. Yeah. And
0: there's I, just something about it that's I
1: remember I think the last time we went, I'm like, I'm really glad we're not driving at night. Oh see, and I used to do it at night. That's creepy.
0: I know. So um okay. New Mexico is nicknamed the land of enchantment. <laughs> um, and is the country's top producer of perlite, which by the way, is a type of glass used in insulation and in gardening. Insulation and gardening? Yeah. Okay.
2: Play.
0: Which I was like, what, kind of you what? And then I'm like, I don't care, so I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get any more yeah, information truly, other than cares? that. Yeah. So, anyway, um, so here's some kind of interesting facts about New Mexico in general. So New Mexico is also the home of Roswell UFO Museum, uh, near the spot where some people claim a UFO crashed in 1947. If you have not been to Roswell, hmm,
2: that's okay. That's okay.
0: Yeah, it's an interesting place. I did take Brandon it was weird. there. And I took him to the UFO museum.
1: I remember immediately when we like drove in, I'm like, I feel very uncomfortable here. Yeah, it's weird. Like, I don't know why, but like the energy just was weird. Well, and there were like Trump flags at every single goddamn corner. Yeah, and the UFO museum was fucking strange. There was a lot that you had to read. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to read. It was like (laughs) a wall, like a book.
0: And it looks like it was in like a cafeteria. (laughs) It did. Like you enter it and you're like, that's a weird little, I don't know, and then it's like a cafeteria. Yeah. Of fake walls. It was fucking weird. weird. Like they clearly have no money.
1: Um, <laughs> some other stuff that is interesting drag about drag them. <laughs> it's
0: not my favorite place. Next um, episode,
1: we are sponsored by the museum,
0: <laughs> the, muse- the UFO, UFO museum. museum in Roswell. <laughs> yeah. um, anyway, New Mexico also produced some famous people, obviously like every state. Um, but Georgia O'Keeffe, who's a famous mm-hmm. artist, is from there. There's actually, if you go into Santa Fe, New Mexico, which is yeah. beautiful, oh, you Santa Fe, so cute. Um, there's a whole Georgia O'Keeffe museum, yeah, uh, which is was pretty great to. To go into, uh, singer John Denver is from there. Amazon founder Jeff Bezos is from there. Really, I did not know I didn't that. Know that either. Um, and then, of course, actress Demi Moore is what, from Neil Roswell, Patrick Harris, though. too. I didn't know that. Oh, I he? think
2: so. He's from Rio I know he
0: has a house there, but I didn't know. I
2: think he's from there. Yeah, <gasps> oh, Neil, <laughs> love
0: that. Um, interesting thing about uh, Demi Moore, too, is that I was born in the same hospital as she was. And once upon a time, my dad was like, uh, my biological dad was like, I went to high school with her. (laughs) But I was reading her bio today. And I was like, she didn't go to high school in (laughs) New Mexico. So I'm like, okay, dad. Sure, no. She lived there for like six months when she was 14, which would put her in high school. That was my media card. Um, (laughs) Which would put her there. Yeah, during. So maybe they had a little stent. Yeah. I think they're the same age. 62. I have no idea. I don't know. Anyway.
2: Demi Moore is 62.
0: Right?
1: Yeah. That doesn't surprise me too much. Those cheekbones. She doesn't look like she is. She's
0: gorgeous. Wow. I'm like, girl, we were born in the same hospital. We're
1: friends. (laughs) Um, Besties. Besties, yes. She's 61, according to Google? So she will be 62 then. Yeah, November 11th, 1962. Okay, so she will be
0: 62. I think my dad turned 62 in July or 63. I don't remember. Anyway, okay. Um, Every year in October, New Mexico hosts the Albuquerque International Balloon Fiesta, Where hundreds of hot air balloons launch into the New Mexico skies, which is actually really neat. Yeah. Um, I have been to that when I was a child. I don't remember it. Um, (laughs) Both the Carlsbad Caverns and the White Sands National Monument are also in New Mexico.
2: Carlsbad Cavern is actually really Really cool. cool.
0: Yeah. I have been there. (laughs) Uh, Have you been to White Sands too? No. Because the White Sands is really cool. Everybody has seen it because the uh, film Independence Day, mm-hmm. the uh, OG, the number one.
1: I mean, um, everybody who's seen that movie has seen it. Hopefully. Have you seen Independence Day? Yeah.
2: Okay. Yes. Great.
0: Fantastic. No. Oh, God. When so. Will Smith no. is like yes. running in the yes. white sands. Yeah. Yes. So that's White Sand National Park. Anyway, National Monument. Uh, white Sand is gorgeous. Um, if you've never been, it's right outside of El In New Mexico, loved it. Not creepy. But it's also where the first nuclear <laughs> Not explosion. Not creepy. I mean, No. Um, the world's first nuclear explosion occurred. Oh, that's great! In Los Alamos, New Mexico, on July sixteenth of nineteen forty-five, the code name of the test was Trinity, which I found to be interesting. No one probably cares about any of these facts, but <laughs> <laughs> I do. I love it. Keep going. <laughs> so, New Mexico is also known for its Hatch green chilies. Yeah.
3: Yes, which, they're delicious.
0: Yes, um, which is uh, a unique pepper that's grown only in the Hatch Valley of New Mexico this is what's really cool about it. And I'll say why we like it so much, but there is nowhere else in the world that has the same growing conditions that can produce the hatch green chili. Yeah. Nowhere.
1: Isn't it basically like an Anaheim pepper mm-hmm. that's just grown basically in the hatch yeah. region. Yeah.
0: In the hatch region. And it's like the, whatever the soil is and yeah. those growing conditions produce the specific flavors that go with hatch green chilies. So it's from all the aliens. hundred <laughs> percent, They left something behind, um, in that region, but we actually love them so much. And it's like in my blood cause I'm from there. um, and it spreads not only into there. It goes into Texas. It goes into Colorado. California and Colorado, like this hatch green chili season yep. in the fall uh, where they roast them. So Brandon and I actually order them we do. from the hatch green chili region and have them shipped to Tampa so we can have our own little hatch green chili roasting party every year. Yeah, yeah, it's Aww. fun. There's made...
2: like a ton of hatch green chili stuff in Lubbock because yep. there's it's, it's so right close there. to It's so New close Mexico. to the region, yep. So yeah. same as
0: Colorado, all the grocery stores would like literally be yep. roasting them outside of the grocery. And now stores. it's an yeah. annual
1: event we have. We've done it twice. Yeah, we've done it twice, <laughs> and it will be every year moving forward. Right. Um When he was like, "How many pounds?" You ordered like twenty pounds of peppers, and I'm like, 25. <laughs> oh my like, god. I'm like, I hope we use these all. We actually we like did. gave out quite a bit, so that was good. Yeah, we give a everyone a little pack event. to go home with. Oh my god. Yeah, Hatch so
2: green chili mac and cheese.
1: Oh yeah. Delicious. I don't know if I've I made mean, it with sour in sourdough before. Oh, and it oh, was really yum.
2: yummy.
0: Yeah, oh my god! Mm. Yeah, we still have a, lo- a whole bunch of uh, to the Tampa house actually. We do. Yeah, I'll bring some. I'll give you some <gasps> a little taste Thank of you. home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, okay, so here's some other interesting facts. New Mexico is the has the second highest murder rate in the United States, and has officially earned its reputation as the second most dangerous state in the U.S. Oh, that's cool. I'm like, wow. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about the town called Truth or Consequences, New Mexico. Yeah, it is a real town. So like you googled weird. it like it's real, like it's It is a town called Truth or Consequences, New Mexico. Uh, what? Did they just lose There's ideas a story of behind to... it. I don't get the story, but there's a story behind <laughs> it. So, it's located so Truth or Consequences, New Mexico is located off of I-25 between Albuquerque 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 <laughs> Albuquerque. <laughs> Albuquerque and Las Cruces, which Las Cruces is right on the border and it's a few miles off the border of Mexico. Yeah. Um near El Paso and and you something uh <laughs> some town over there uh in across the border but <clears throat> um originally truth or consequences was known as hot springs the town was called hot springs new mexico that sounds better oh, yeah wait yeah. i
2: know of hot springs new mexico
0: well it's called well, Truth you, or consequences are you, at this point kidding me? What? <laughs> and it changed a while ago so truth or consequences got its big name in 1950 as part of a publicity scheme to celebrate the 10th anniversary of Ralph Edwards' hugely, hugely—I cannot talk today—hugely <laughs> successful game show on NBC Radio. So Edward Ralph um, would actually travel to Truth or Consequences annually with all of his celebrity friends to celebrate the Truth or Consequences Fiesta, which actually still happens today. Um, and it's a small resort town that's known as America's most affordable spa town interesting a resort town yes yeah, so there's a hot, there's a hot springs there <laughs> like in i've been want, there i've yeah. been to the hot springs no, i can't believe it's this beautiful. place is called truth,
2: <laughs> right? or, called so truth or consequences i know
0: i was like what when i'm reading this i'm like no like no <laughs> so it's it's not it's, right. uh, it's
1: like already setting it up for a murder to be happened there thank you murder mm-hmm. to be happened i agree so I yeah. either it's yeah fine.
0: um so here's what's interesting. This man, David, with the ugly mustache, <laughs> his name is David Parker Ray, which I said in the intro. But he was actually born on November 6th in 1939 in Bellin, New Mexico, also somewhere I didn't hear of, um, which is about 35 miles south of Albuquerque. Um, his dad's name was Cecil Leland Ray, and his mother's name was Nettie Opal Parker. Mm. So he had a younger sister named Peggy Pearl Ray. And uh, him and his sister were actually raised by his mother's very strict parents, Russell and Dolly Parker. Um, He lived on a small ranch and grew up quite poor. So, David um, was bullied by his peers for his appearance because he's ugly as fuck. Um, And he was also quite shy around girls. Um, And uh, all of that bullying actually contributed to his reclusive and disturbed adolescence. Which, okay. (laughs) So with that, from a young age, he developed an obsession with bondage and sadomasochism.
1: Oh, that's something interesting to get into at a young age.
0: Thank you. So here's what's interesting, though. So his dad, who he would not really see very often, um, would fuel his fantasies and would bring him violent porn magazines when he would see him.
2: Ew. I mean,
1: I understand, like, supporting your child and all, but, like... (laughs) Not that. That's not the right way. Sick and (laughs) twisted. That's like. It's like I want to be in theater, Daddy. (laughs) No, like (laughs) it's. Support that. I'm going to give you violent porn. Violent porn.
0: (laughs) I can't even. So anyway, because of the bullying that he endured, apparently, um, he started abusing drugs and alcohol while he was in school. So um, David's sexual fantasies of raping, torturing, and even murdering women developed during his teenage years. So when he was fourteen. His sister saw his sadomasochistic drawings and pornographic pictures of bondage practices, which eventually led to their estrangement. So she was like, uh, Goodbye. Weird. I mean, yeah. Which, like, I probably would have done that too. Um, there's, there, I think there's a child outside of there our apartment. There is a child right outside. Find somewhere else! <laughs> okay. So. Go away. <laughs> um Kevin loves children. I, yeah. okay um only when they're related to me okay there is a recorded message by david from july 23rd of 1993 um where he is said where he said i've been this is horrible and this actually gets a little bit dark so a little bit of a trigger warning oh geez um i've been raping bitches ever since i was old enough to jerk off and the little girl's hands behind and to, uh, mm, i said it wrong i've been raping see this is this is horrible I've been raping bitches ever since I was old enough to jerk off and tying little girl's hands behind the back.
1: What the fuck?
0: Yeah, he's a gem. Um, Okay, so he actually alleged to his first wife that he had committed his first murder sometime between 1957 um, and 1958, but this has not been proven. What's interesting about that is that he graduated high school in 1957. So after that, he served in the U.S. Army. He received an honorable discharge from the U.S. Army where he actually works as a general mechanic. So um, he eventually settled in Elephant Butte, which is right. these names? I mean, it's New Mexico. <laughs> um, but there it's like a reservoir that's like right outside of Truth or Consequences, New Mexico. Uh, anyway, he found a job there as a maintenance man for the New Mexico Parks Department um, in Truth or Consequences, <laughs> where he would often pick his victims working in bars. So he lived on this Elephant Butte um, yeah. reservoir, which was still a part of Truth and Consequences. It was just like right outside of it, yeah, like a neighborhood, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so Ray eventually met 37 uh, year old Cindy Hindi. <laughs> <laughs> Cindy, oh, Cindy Hindi, uh, who worked at the state park in Truth or Consequences. Oh, What's interesting about little Cindy Hindi? As um, she was fleeing convictions on grand theft and oh. drug charges in Washington State. So oh. she was a little criminal. She was. So they quickly became bonded, clearly. <laughs> um, but they became bonded over their shared violent sexual fantasies. Aye, aye, aye. How would you get into conversation about that with someone? I, I mean, I don't have those things, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't talk about I weird that's Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I have normal sexual fantasies. I'm right? Not, like, I, I, no, no. Right. I don't nope. I just, I've, if, if I ever had somebody talk to me about like, I really just want to. Can you? Can I hit you in the face? <laughs> <laughs> it's my sexual fantasy. I'd be like, no, no, no,
3: <laughs>
0: no thank you, no, yeah, I'm, no, I'm good. So anyway, um, in the 19, so, 19- glad for, you. Mm-hmm. so for me in a 1993 recorded message, Roy told investigators. That he would tell his victims oh wait that did i just jump somewhere i think i did oh yeah okay no this is actually something so um this was just a side note in 1993 in the same recorded message um ray uh david uh told investigators that he would tell his victims that they would be uh, forced to sexually service cindy so <clears throat> eventually they obviously got together clearly over their sexual fantasies yeah and that was something that I noted probably in the wrong place, but (laughs) David um, actually divorced a total of four times, but he had two kids, one of which ended up being his accomplice. (gasps) These fucking people. (laughs) Her name is Glenda Jesse Jean Ray. It's a long name. Um, What's interesting that is uh, in 1986, Jesse tried to actually warn the FBI about her dad, um, saying that his... um, or warning about his criminal activity and claimed that her father was abducting and torturing women and then selling them to buyers in Mexico.
2: Oh my God. Wait, this is kind of bringing to mind, like not really reminding me, but bringing to mind that Black Mirror episode. Have you guys seen the most recent season? Mm -hmm. Yeah. The second episode of the most recent season. I I think it was a while ago. I don't remember. It's like um, these kids start to do a true crime documentary and then they realize at the end spoiler alert if you haven't seen this that the the murderer the infamous murderer from their town yeah was his dad and his mom was doing it too like they were they had familiar, they right? had tapes. we definitely
1: saw it but i don't it was such a long time ago because I came out like Beginning of they had t- a while they ago. had tapes of what they were doing. They had tapes yeah. of what yeah. they were doing, and it, right? it was like oh, sexual yeah, yeah. and disgusting. Yes. yes. Oh yeah. my god.
2: Okay. That one gave Maybe me this like took a sick inspo. feeling in my stomach. Yeah. Oh, I bet yeah. there was info. There must be from some info from it. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, what's shitty about the the um, his daughter actually trying to uh, go to the FBI in New Mexico? The allegations ended up being so non-specific that the FBI were a- unable to arrest him because so Jesse like, had nothing to go with yeah what's interesting and i I, it's it's just not a lot from her in general but she began partaking um in it and began luring young women from clubs to her father's toy box by drugging their drinks
1: but like if she went to the fbi do you like like it's just weird that she would still help if she wanted
0: yeah i mean i don't there's and there's not a lot of information like or like a dive into like her because she's like People can't find her now. Yeah. I wonder so, if I wonder like, like if she just was, felt
2: like she had to Yeah, do I it. wonder if it was yeah. like a blackmail like fear yeah. thing. She's like, I tried to go to the FBI, it didn't work. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I yeah, I don't it's interesting. Um because then at that point you could like figure out ways to capture it so mm-hmm. that you could be like, here's proof, here's evidence yeah. of what's happening. Well,
0: it's interesting too, because the police actually discovered that she was partaking because they listened to tapes that he would record, oh. which I'll get into. So, okay, this all brings us back to March 22nd of 1999 when Cynthia um, Vigil was, you know, when she was naked and and tortured running down the road, um, waited for the police to arrive in the trailer that she was waiting in. So we're back there. So two police officers responded to the call. When they arrived, Cynthia was crying hysterically and screaming, oh my God, I'm alive, I'm alive, kind of thing. So Cynthia told the officers that she had been kidnapped by a man who, with a woman, had held her prisoner in a trailer nearby. She said they had tortured her for the last three days with a bizarre collection of sexual and medical instruments and that uh, she managed to get away. So she stated that the male abductor, David, um, had left the trailer and left the woman in charge of her, but that when the woman, who was Cindy, had gone to another room, she grabbed the set of keys that they accidentally left close by, (laughs) unlocked the chain that she was fastened to, to this pole, um, and then she said that she spotted a phone. Ran to the phone, tried to dial nine one one, but Cindy spotted her, threw a lamp at her, hit her in the head, which is why she was pouring blood from her head. Um, and then Cynthia, of course, fell down. Cindy got the phone, hung up the phone, but Cynthia recovered. God, (laughs) I'm you today. I know you sound like Um, me. Cynthia recovered really quickly, saw an ice pick from a box that had fallen over, grabbed it um, to defend herself, and stabbed Cindy in the neck. So good for you. Cindy backed off giving Cynthia an opportunity to run out out of the front door.
1: We got this poor woman. I know.
0: So Cynthia told police the location of the trailer. However, the police were already on their way to the trailer because the 911 call did go through and it sounded like a struggle was happening and the call dropped. So the, the dispatcher was like, uh, something's happening. Go to this address. So, um, they were on their way. So, Once Cynthia made it to the hospital, it was clear that she had bruises and burn marks from electrical torture. She uh, explained in detail the torture, but the local police were like, huh? This has to be a big thing, but they didn't understand how big it was until they got into this trailer. So Cynthia um, had welts on her back, punctures to her breasts, cuts, bruises, and a big bump on her head from that lamp. So Cynthia then told them how she met David. So, she of course was a sex worker so she was working as a sex worker in albuquerque when david approached her and offered her 20 for for a blow job uh in his toyota rv so when cynthia climbed in she encountered cindy who was already in there cynthia was like uh this is not right um but when she tried to leave david flashed a badge and told her that she was under arrest for solicitation this was something that he would do he would pose as a cop oh that's shitty yeah um so they bound and gagged her placing duct tape over her mouth and then locked a steel collar around her neck oh my gosh. now think about the saw movies because this was i uh-huh. think a little bit of inspiration for saw um which i'll tell you one of the devices that he had in this trailer um but they put that around her neck they drove several several hours with her in the back when they arrived at the trailer they took her inside and chained her to a pole next to the bed so they didn't actually take her into the trailer yet. She was actually in their house on a bed. Oh my gosh. In like their living room, tied there. Um, anyway, they then put on a VHS tape. And that VHS tape informed her of what was in store. Oh my gosh, this and is terrifying. Was, yeah, and it was him talking on the tape.
1: Oh my God, this is just like
0: fuck. 100%. So it stated that she was now their sex slave and she could expect a great deal of abuse. And it's, I heard the, the, the tape because it was a part of this documentary that I watched. It's awful, and he's like laughing in it. Oh it's my gosh, disgusting! So anyway, among many other things, he said that um, she would have sex with animals, be forced, um, forcibly raped with dildos, have her nipples stretched to the fullest fullest oh. extent they would go, and will have to give oral sex to David whenever he demanded it. Oh my gosh! So she was told other women um, before her died, and she then experienced uh, extreme torture and rape.
1: Oh my god, this poor woman! So and. All of the other poor women that were I know, before her. I know.
0: So the trailer. Let's talk about that one. So David actually is who referred to, it was a torture chamber, but he is who referred to it as his toy box, but he also referred to it as Satan's Den, where he had a sign hanging in it that read Satan's Den. I'm
2: sorry. If you know that you're Satan, just, just kill yourself. Right?
0: <laughs> I'm not going to argue
2: with that. (laughs) Right? Absolutely. Like, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to tell anybody to do it. But if you are really out here saying, I'm Satan, and Mm -hmm. you have a torture Mm -hmm. chamber.
0: Right. Something's wrong with you. Right. You do
2: not need to be here. No, No,
0: you don't. Like, go die. Um, Instead of killing all these other people. So anyway, David's toy box was constructed by him for a cost of around $100,000. Oh, my gosh. So the trailer was soundproofed and was equipped to serve his twisted purposes and contained a variety of instruments designed to torture and restrain. Oh my God, this is
1: so creepy. Wait,
2: $100,000 in the 1950s?
0: No, this was actually in the 90s.
2: Oh, okay. Okay.
0: So, it included whips, chains, pulleys, straps, clamps, leg-spreading bars, surgical blades, electric shock machines, and saws. Jesus. So, additionally, he had sex toys, torture, um, I don't know what this word is, but torture implements... Implementing torture, I guess. Uh, syringes and detailed diagrams showing ways of inflicting pain. Right.
1: Like he just had this. Yeah,
0: just like in there. <clears throat> so uh, the room included a fur lined coffin. Oh my gosh. And a makeshift pillory. Do you guys know, or a pillow? Yeah, pillory. Do you guys know what that is? No. Okay. So a pillory pillory yeah is a device made of wooden or metal framework on a post with holes for securing a person's head and hands so the head goes through it and their oh, hands Oh, it's like go a medieval it. like yeah
1: like when you oh go to my those God.
0: my mind went to that episode of sabrina the teenage witch <laughs> when they like had to go to <laughs> salem would, yes pretended <laughs> to be yeah and they had to pretend like <laughs> somebody like was a witch the, i think yeah maybe sabrina was, i don't remember um anyway it's <laughs> that so he had that in there that is um, creepy and then it was like the fur-lined coffin, like he would like, it's, ugh. Anyway, so there were elaborate locks and pulleys to prevent people from escaping. Uh, there was a mirror on the ceiling over a gynecological table. Oh, my gosh. Which forced victims to watch crimes being forced upon them. David. Oh my, oh, my God. This is so fucked up. I know. David wanted his victims to watch what he was doing to them. David would also involve his own dogs in the rape of his victims. Oh, my gosh. Ew. So, Yeah. He employed psychological tactics to instill fear and maintain control over his victims. He and several accomplices, uh, which included his girlfriend, Cindy Hindi, his daughter, Jessie Ray, and an associate named Dennis Roy Yancey. So um, David has said he would occasionally release his victims, abandoning them on the side of a country road after severely drugging them with the barbiturates to um, induce amnesia, which worked oh my gosh um and it would prevent them from remembering and reporting the assaults because they would just be like what the fuck
1: oh my gosh did it say how many people he did that to so like there's (laughs) women out there that probably don't even know oh my gosh that is awful um but it's
0: even more vast than that so in march of 1999 um obviously when this whole thing happened with cynthia police arrived at the trailer and arrested both david and cindy as they were attempting to leave Um, because again that 911 call yeah had yeah sent them there so let's talk about the evidence and the investigation <laughs> this trailer is sick the house was sick they had like when they got to the house where that woman was tied up in C- C- Cynthia was that her name C- yeah wait shit yeah Cynthia yeah was tied up in the bed um no wait no I need to look at what was her name uh Oh yeah, it was Cynthia. Oh god. And the other woman's name was Cindy. Ew. Yeah. Um, okay. The where she was tied up on the bed with the pole and all that kind of stuff. There was a bucket with her um feces and pee in it. Oh my gosh. Because they were like holding her there. The broken <laughs> lamp was there. Um it like was just like a mess. Yeah. Kind of in the house. But then they go out to this trailer, and it is Oh, was scary. Cindy not there anymore with her pickaxe? No, she was still there. They were like leaving. Oh, okay. She didn't die. Um so here's what they found. Um the trailer was just pat so at the back of the trailer was that gynecological chair. Yeah. Right? And then there were just hooks. Oh my gosh. I couldn't even imagine like,
1: being the them the police officers walking was, into this scene.
0: No, I mean it was horrifying. Like you're literally there, walking into somebody's nightmare. Yeah. They had a so they, this pole that spread somebody's legs apart, and then they had this thing, this device that they would shove up, kind of thing. But there were nails at the bottom of it. Like it was, ju- it was just awful. Um, but they ended up finding a diary that David kept in, uh, where he detailed everything he did to his victims. But he did not disclose who they were, where the bodies were oh. buried, for the ones that he murdered. So I
2: always. I feel like this is a through line with these creepy people is that they keep diaries of yeah, this. Or like, something. Why yeah. do they do that? That's such a.
1: It's I because they want to be able to like remember it and go back and like I know, think I about agree. it. And yep. It's, it's fucking, it's disgusting. fucking gross.
0: Um, so the investigation um, also found to um, have two cameras that were set up in the trailer. So here's what's interesting. They found a lot of tapes, but nothing were really on them. But they found one tape, showing David explaining how to use everything in the room. As they're watching the
1: tape, it cut out, went black, like so he could remember it. I don't know. Or were this like was this like a training video for? It was someone? kind of like that. That's yeah. fucking
0: weird. So they're watching it. The tape goes out, and then all of a sudden, the tape comes back on, and there's a victim in the trailer. The victim looked to be not coherent. maybe like, a This little bit is drugged. totally like a movie. Yeah. Um, he's like softly touching her and stuff. It's just, but she's obviously like bound and all this stuff. It was just gross, but, um, they couldn't identify who the actual victim was. So as they watched it, all of a sudden they see a tattoo pop up on the woman and they're like, okay, wait. So the police took the tape to the FBI who were able to enhance it. And then they provided the media with the tattoo, the picture of the tattoo and a woman came forward and said, Wait, that's that's my tattoo. Oh my um, god. That is her name. Horrifying. Oh my gosh. yeah. Her name was Kelly Van cleave. Um, she had no recollection of it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, but she was a friend of David's daughter Jesse. <gasps> so Fuck you, friend. Oh yeah. God. There's something else with that as well. There was this woman named Marie Parker, who was another victim and friend of Jesse, his daughter, who went missing not too long after Kelly was, you know, returned. Um, what's interesting is, uh, this all came about when he was already, a, a, obviously under arrest. Right. And they were like, Hey, do you know who this Marie Parker is? And David was like, no, I don't, I don't know who that is. He's like, but that was like the girl that went missing from a club not that long ago. Right. Kind of thing. So <clears throat> the police already knew that Jesse Ray, his daughter was with this guy, Dennis Roy Yancey, which I said his name earlier yeah. right, as one of those accomplices at the bar the night that Marie Parker disappeared. So police brought him in for questioning. He broke right away. And he said that he knew that David um, was known for raping, torturing, and killing women for years. Um, and then admitted that he was actually instructed by David to kill Marie by strangulation.
1: And so... Fuck you, dude. Yeah, police you, asked... If you, you had all of these chances to be able to turn this guy in and you didn't do anything. Well, he was an accomplice. He, I'm sure he liked it. Oh, for sure. He so, obviously got a kick out of it. Yeah. But.
0: So police asked Roy to take them to the body of Marie because... This whole time they couldn't prove anything yeah in general because this woman um cynthia who was the one that was running down this you know the yeah. country road um was a heroin addict and so they were like she's unbelievable oh. so they didn't like pursue <laughs> because just because she was on heroin or a they, heroin they, addict they yeah, just assumed because that it's all bullshit they didn't they knew the jury would so yeah. they were like we can't we can't convict him of just this so we need somebody who will That's remember so, it. Fucked up. so then the kelly woman came forward and she was like I don't, I don't remember, remember all of this, but I remember she started getting some memories back, but she was having all these nightmares of being tortured at night and like got kind of grew this it, fear. Of it was cage. her memory. Didn't know why? And that was why. Yeah.
2: That's so, I have so many questions. Like, uh, so she's one of the ones that had the amnesia, yeah. whatever. Yeah. But like what she just like woke up in the middle of nowhere. So apparently
0: he dropped her back off at home um, cause, cause he was, a, the she, night was a that she Yeah. Um, so she just, yeah, I don't know.
2: Just like woke up on her front porch or something. Yeah.
0: Like something, something, it didn't go too, too into it, but, um, she just didn't recall like much, but then it started to come back to her cause she remembered being at the bar that night, but then like not a lot after. Yeah. So, and that's because Jesse took her to her dad's house and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, anyway, um, the police were like, okay, this other woman is a little bit more credible, but she still doesn't remember everything. So they're gonna like poke holes in this. And yeah. so they're like, so let's find a body. Like that will help this case. So they asked Roy, like, take us to the body. He's like, yeah, I can take you to the body where David told where David took me to, to dump it or whatever. So they go to the location, the body's not there. And so he's like, David must have relocated this. Yeah, because he didn't want anybody to know where that was. So here's what's interesting. Remember I said earlier that he was like um, a maintenance worker for like the state parks. He had access to everywhere even where people were not allowed to go <laughs> so where he could potentially hide bodies could have been thousands of just acres. stupid yeah so um okay let's jump back to what else they found in the trailer so his instructional video that I talked about was also found where he claimed to have murdered a whole bunch of women but it also described that the women were there against his will because in the video or in the video he was just like you're here against your will and he even the video starts with him being like, hey, bitch, kind of thing. It's hey, fucked up. What a up. fucking creep. And, this,
1: and you, you so, said you saw this?
3: Mm,
0: Did you listen to it? I listened to some of it. Yeah, they Jesus. played some of it in this documentary. Um, so police also found a map in the trailer with a whole bunch of X's on it. And so because he was by the reservoir, there were X's on that. So they went, and he had a sailboat. So they went to that reservoir on a whole bunch of dive missions, but they were never able to locate any evidence that would connect David to it. So... Um, David, like I said, had access to all those remote locations due to his job. Um, and so he could hide bodies, I mean, really well. So anyway, um, he was caught and all that kind of stuff. And eventually, and I'll go through kind of the arrest and all that, but he eventually confessed to dumping corpses, um, of his victims in the nearby reservoir and just like all over these places. And he also, um referred to a number of his accomplices in the tapes which is how they kind of knew yeah. those other people as well but um according to Cindy remember Cindy was his girlfriend the other accomplice yeah um the victims that were killed were dismembered and buried dumped in the elephant um Elephant Butte Lake or nearby ravines so and this is desert these too, are awful. Right? like these are bodies are not going to last long in a the desert no. they just don't so um, after his arrest, David did – after his arrest and conviction and all that, David did agree actually to take people and show the authorities where the bodies were buried, but he died right before he could do it. So here's what's interesting. Here's wait, how did he die? I'll tell you. So here's some convictions in general. So David Parker Ray um, uh, originally uh, – actually, I want to tell you about the – yeah, oh, wait, I have a right here. So originally – um uh la, la. la, la. His trial was focused only on Kelly's rape and torture. So Kelly was the one that the memories kind of came back, yeah. who was on the video. But the trial came out in a hung jury. So he was not convicted in the first trial. So, huh. And the reason that he wasn't was because the original jury was not able to hear the instructional video because the judge was like, no, that can't be. Uh, that's such bullshit. I know. Wow, That is so, like a key piece of evidence. I know. I know. So the, the case... Um, was um, retried with a different jury and judge, where the tape was admissible, and then of course he was he was convicted. Okay, so he was found guilty um, of rape, torture, um, and sentenced in two thousand one to two hundred twenty four years in prison for the abduction, rape, and torture of three women total. Oh, wow. So it was Cynthia, Angelica Montano, and Kelly Garrett, um, and Angelica was another woman who had came forward who yeah, yeah remembered. Uh-huh. So yes. um, he eventually actually gave up his right to an appeal to um, obtain leniency for his daughter. So she was released without trial in Kelly's abduction. But her story doesn't end there. Um, Cindy, the girlfriend, testified against David but received 36 years for her role in the crimes. She was scheduled to receive parole in 2017 but eventually was released in 2019 after serving two years of her parole in prison. So Miss Cindy no. Indy She's is, that, out of, is out of prison. I'm sorry. Oh my God. She should have been in prison the rest of her life. Agreed. There's a, um, but there's a reason why. Um, that she's not and and how this gets a little bit fucked up because nobody's ever been recovered. None. And he's thought to have killed 60 people, 60 women. And that's not (laughs) even the ones that he released. Yeah. So Jesse Ray, his daughter, was still charged with kidnapping and criminal sexual penetration um, where she pled no contest and received a 30-month sentence with an additional five years to be served um, on probation. What? No one knows where she is now. Yeah. Um, And then Dennis Roy Yancey, the one who was like, yeah, I, I strangled that woman. Um, pleaded guilty to the 1997 murder of Marie Parker and Elephant Butte and confessed to helping Jesse Ray, Jesse, yeah. um, lure her into captivity in her father's trailer. He said David is who forced him to, to strangle her to death. He was also charged with kidnapping, two counts of conspiracy to commit a crime and tampering with evidence. He was sentenced to 30 years. In 2010, he was paroled after serving 11 years in prison um, three months after his his release, he was charged with violating his parole, where he was then put
1: back into cu- custody. He served the rest of his time. He's been out since 2021. Yet we have people who have been in prison for their whole lives for marijuana, for marijuana. charges. Yeah. <laughs> this is so fucking get, stupid. i Always
2: get nervous when there are people in these cases that are like out and about. I <laughs> know. And, like if they listen like, to this podcast,
0: like oh my god, <laughs> don't listen um, to this podcast uh, thing, right? <laughs> um, and then May, uh, so May 28th, uh, 2022. Um, uh, sorry, that's actually not, uh, accurate. So not too long after his, <laughs> I think it's 2002 or 2001. Um, anyway, David, uh, after he was convicted, like he served only eight months and he ended up dying in prison from a heart attack and he died with all of those secrets.
1: That's so fucked up. I uh, hate that.
2: I, I wish he would have too. lived for years and years and years and yeah. had a horrible life in prison. I
1: know i know but like fuck you at this point you're already in prison why don't you just tell everybody what happened i know like you're already gonna be there for the rest of your life just yeah now you have tons of people not knowing
2: i don't ever understand why they don't just say a lifetime in prison versus 220 years like because you never know (laughs) and he was already old
0: like it's just stupid um uh, what's interesting is that in February of 2011, um, the Albuquerque FBI released hundreds of images of items that were collected oh, during the investigation of David Parker Ray. Um, and they were jewelry. They were like jewelry and clothing of hundreds Jesus. of items. And they were like, these belong to someone. Um, so they sent them out in the world to be like, do you identify? Are, are these any any of this familiar? Yeah. Um, so the FBI believes that some of the items, uh, which included jewelry and clothes, have been taken from victims um, and are seeking the public to uh, see if they recognize any of the items like I just said. So, Jeez. Yeah, so that was... Uh,
1: that is... You know, I When you were writing it, you took... This is like the longest I think I've seen you take on a story. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit, this is going to be a good one. I did not expect that. <laughs>
0: it was a, a saucy one and I didn't like it at all. Um, and you can actually watch a little documentary um, on it on YouTube. Which is what I watched. Um, it basically goes um, into uh, everything that I did, um, although I did all of it and then watched a, the documentary, um, uh, which was all kind of the same. But it was it's a it's a messed up one. Um, and there's some interesting stuff in New Mexico. I'm gonna do another serial killer in New Mexico that I actually hasn't yet to be found, uh, which oh, is creepy. Um, but yeah, this one was like scary yeah that's terrifying yeah and they interviewed a couple of his like co-workers because he was a mechanic and they were like he was a great guy and so uh, he really not. he really just like
1: hid yeah it's like weird it's interesting though because we have some parallels in our story and i feel like that happens a lot yeah that's weird um so i'm excited to like have you hear what I've, yeah, i'm what what to I hear have i excited i have i'm excited
0: all right well that was uh yeah dear david your mustache is ugly also, he was really fucking ugly. Well, now I want to see his mustache. It'll be on the yeah. cover art, but I want to see it now. Yeah, he was like, <laughs> ugh, you can ugh. Yeah, you, ugh. If you were going to think of somebody, what somebody looked like that was doing all this like rape, torture shit, he would be it. Yeah. Like it was scary. I did think it was interesting because I've only ever seen one of the Saw movies because yeah. I can't watch that shit. Oh my God, this was one thing that I forgot. He had a device in there where he, it was a box where he would put it on someone's head to disorient them. It was a locked box yeah isn't that fucking terrifying but i also think that was like a part of the saw movies
1: yeah i'm pretty I sure.
0: um, but anyway uh yeah there was i can't watch that kind of shit because it, it's i just don't like it but um this really reminded me of some of that shit yeah it was like no it, you it see sounds of like a, a horror I, movie it, it's like I, oh my god it's pretty bad so anyway that was uh <laughs> that was mine are you ready
1: Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) Uh, So, Brandon, tell us your title of your episode again. So, again, my title is Saliva and Sorcery. (laughs) Ew. Yuck. Okay. So, I'm just going to go right into it. So, on April 24th, 1997, a 24-year-old woman named Siri Kamala Dewey called on a rickshaw driver named Andreas to take her to the home of Ahmed Suraji, uh, the local Dukin. So I have a note in here about where we are, but I should probably add it here. So this story is based out of Indonesia. So hmm. you might be thinking, what's a duken? Because I was. So I have a, um, some notes in here. So I'm going to dive a little bit into that before I get too deep into the story. So um, so in Indonesia, the term duken is another term for a shaman, sorcerer, or sometimes even witch doctor. Um, and they're known to be a, 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 tr- a traditional heal- healer, like I literally just said I was going <laughs> to st- mumble anyways. Um, they're known to be a traditional healer, a spirit medium, and can also be known to access black magic. So a Dukin may use herbalism and incant- incantations chants, inanimate objects, charms, and even animal parts to help heal and bless people. Uh, they are known to communicate with evil spirits to help, uh, help people who are in need of an exorcism they're also known to be soothsayers that can have visions by connecting with one's relatives that have passed on and um, some can even place revenge on people by performing incantations and hexes and according to a wikipedia article so again this it's wikipedia yeah yeah, Yeah. exactly so um some of the hexes include that the dukin would arrange incense opium nails glass and needles in a half circle and then ask the spirits to embed the items in in the the victim's stomach the dukkin will chant their patient's name so that the target cannot rest until they are cured by another dukkin. um they can help their patients implant emotions into their target, so they they can. Uh, it, it could be something simple like uh, like nice love spells, or even emotions of murder in hopes that they actually murder someone. <laughs> yeah.
2: Emotions of murder. Yeah. Yes. What what are emotions? of murder? I know. Like, I don't know. Suddenly, I'm feeling an emotion of murder. Right uh, I think. I what's need your emotion? Murdered? Murder. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's really strange. I know. I probably should have changed the wording in that. No, but I, I like, like it. it. <laughs> <That> <laughs> <emotions of murder. laughs> we have that moment because of it. So thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. So they can uh, cause pain and even death to the target. Oh oh, I don't know how, but they can, uh, they can cause people to fall, um, under a deep unshakable slumber. Um, there's another ritual that also involves a half, a half circle of opium and incense. Uh, but it also includes food instead of the rest. Um, while, uh, so while that's in the half circle, the duken chants uh, for the target to suffer from headaches, vomiting, and illness until they're remedied by another Dukin. Um, and then uh, there's another ritual where the duken implants an enchanted metal needle into the patient's body, which they say the spirit helps them not to leave a wound. Um, and this treatment is supposed to make their patient more attractive, and it could also be used for making a person less physically vulnerable. So that's like the only good thing. Right. I know. There's list. other things that they do do, but that's just some of the hexes that Goodness. they do. So oh, okay. um, now the Dukin is obviously an ancient, ancient practice uh, that many people hold to high regard. Even past presidents of Indonesia, statesmen, sultans, and more are known to visit them. However, there's many believe that they're, they are just criminals and preying on weak people. Is it um, weird that when you said sultan, my mind went right to Aladdin? It did. It went for me too. It's, it's America for oh, you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> to be a Ducan, you can either inherit the position um, by being born into a family um, that had a Ducan, or you can learn the customs by people who inherited the position. But but people who inherited the position are held at a higher regard mm. because they were born into it. Yeah. So, Dewey. Dewey was the woman in the beginnings. Uh, I'll say her name again. Siri uh, Kamala Dewey. Um, uh, she was looking for her own good fortune. Um, and she knew that she would be able to find it with Ahmed. However, like many that visited Ahmed, she kept her visit from her family and friends as a secret since many didn't believe in the Dukin's abilities. So asking and Andreas, the rickshaw driver, to keep uh, the trip a secret. Um, and she let him know that she wouldn't need um, a ride back. So, she dropped, so he dropped her off and went on his way, not knowing uh, that he would be the last one to see her alive. What? Oh, there's a fuzz. I'm like, what are you doing? It's a little fuzz. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> three days later, a neighbor of Ahmed's was foraging in the large sugar, sugar cane field near Ahmed's house for some weeds to feed his livestock. Um, as this man walked to the field, he was confused when he stumbled upon a, mount, a mound in the dirt. Upon further investigations, he saw something shocking, and it was the decomposing body of Siri Kamala Dewey in the displaced mud from the rainstorm from the night prior. Not to take away from the decomposing body, but um, <laughs> wh-
0: the, the word foraging always sends me in a loop, and I'm not why? sure why. Because <laughs> I just envision people like, I don't know, in the forest, I mean, just
1: like, I don't know. That's exactly what foraging
2: <laughs> is. <laughs> you're just, you're correct. <laughs> you are 100% accurate and in your envision I of it. I know what foraging means. <laughs>
0: I'm just telling you that whenever I I hear the word, just the movie starts playing in my mind, and I can't think of anything other than people foraging.
1: I mean, isn't that the point of telling a story? Yes, but (laughs) you're so cute. Then I
0: missed all of the decomposing body.
1: So just envisioning, yeah, you're just foraging. envisioning somebody like and, picking up little
2: it's, But yes. it's funny
1: because from what I'm envisioning about your thoughts is like a Disney character, like <laughs> la 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 la, la <laughs> My la, mind la, went la, to la, Ever After, yes. and and that uh, <laughs> like
3: uh, you
0: know, there's like, birds just, like yeah. flying and chirping, and
1: <laughs> squirrels coming up to talk to you. <laughs> oh my god, I need I need medication. I okay. agree. Anyways, so I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So. I'm going to switch a little bit and talk about Ahmed. So Ahmed was born January 10th, 1949 nine, 1949. <laughs> Wait, who's Ahmed? Ahmed is the Dukun. Oh, yeah, 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 you weren't listening. No, I'm just kidding. That was that was way in the beginning. So uh a, There's a lot of words. So they went to she went to the Dukun's house, Ahmed Siraji. Got it. Okay. So cool. Ahmed uh was born on January 10th, 1949 and lived in North Sumatra, Indonesia. Um I didn't see too much about his past, but Ahmed was known to be a rebel as a child who had a hard time making friends. And by the age of 19, he ran away from home and was jailed for 10 years for violent behavior. But I'm not sure what that violent behavior was. Cause I didn't, it, there wasn't much about it. So I mean, it had to have been pretty bad if he was jailed for 10 years. Yeah. So I, yeah, I don't know. All right. I mean, he ends up being a great guy. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. mm. <laughs> so, um, Ahmed eventually settled down and became a cattle breeder and married three women who happened to all be sisters. Um, and I would note in here this as polygamy is not illegal in Indonesia. Um, but there was a few different contradictory things, but it, it, it has to do with the religion, um, and there's a few different religions that some accept it, some don't accept it in Indonesia. So
0: We could be really, well, like my my biological family, my biological grandma married, or not married, but had kids with two
1: brothers yeah but that was at two separate times these they um, were married all at, all at the, the same, same time, time. Um, yeah all three all wives three sisters and they were sisters that's married a to a one incest-y. bro yeah. Bordering. yeah yeah right oh. <laughs> Do you have fun with my husband <laughs> like it's weird <laughs>
0: ew yeah. yeah my husband my brother-in-law as well yeah yeah that's really yeah. fucking
1: weird all right um so after some time of um of life as a cattle breeder uh his it kind of got a little bit boring um, and so I saw uh, I saw some contradictory stuff out there. Some made it sound like he had kind of like a career change to become a Dukin. And then I saw some that said he was born into a family where his father was a Dukin. So at some point, he decided to become one. <laughs> From cattle breeder to Dukin. <laughs> I exactly. do
2: love that you can just become one. I know. I know. <laughs> right. Right. Right.
1: right? Holy shit. Um, oh, and I have a note in here that all wives were sisters, so I said that at the same time. I have two notes of the same note in here. Anyways, so uh, becoming a duken uh, for Ahmed, his specialties were the creation of a love potion that was a solution to marital and fertility problems, and he would help women who were looking for a, for good fortune and to maintain their youth. Um, and he was pretty popular for the area. Um, according to one source I saw, he made roughly two hundred to four hundred dollars for every service, and people would come see him from all different regions. Um, and I saw some notes where, like the the neighborhood, everybody in the neighborhood thought he was such a great guy, just like yours, uh, where people just thought he was kind. To it. See, yeah. So this is where it starts to get a little odd. So at some point in Ahmed's journey, he had a dream um, of of his father, who was oh, already passed away. That doesn't that never ends well. Exactly. So in this dream, the ghost of his father, uh, who also happened to be a shaman. Uh, told him that he would be, that that Ahmed could be a great healer. But to do so, he would need to drink the saliva of 70 women in <laughs> that the saliva would help him grow his powers.
2: <laughs>
1: so saliva uh, and sorcery. I
2: feel like that's just going to give you a disease. Right, <laughs> right. I don't know like, which I don't, one. But... but like how thick
1: saliva is, like... It just reminds oh. me of that
0: time we did the ancestry.com thing. You oh, you had to spit it, it so into the tube. In tube.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's basically drinking it's, yeah. Ugh. Um so uh uh taking uh, this vision as uh something that he actually had to do uh because again he was a duke and so he had per- he had visions and all this stuff. Um he he figured it was something that he needed to do, but he thought, oh. "Well, seventy people—that's a lot. How do I get away with this?" Um, so he found an easier way to do it, which was uh, to murder them. Okay, okay. I don't okay. know that that's easier. I don't right? <laughs> What's yeah, easier? Like... I'm going to kill you for your saliva and be like, "Can you just spit in this cup for me?" <laughs> Literally. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, yeah but uh, again this is a man who had a dream to drink saliva so but but those are
0: like if you and people have weird dreams but like
1: a normal person would be like what the fuck (laughs) right no normal person would then like google it and be like what does it mean when somebody somebody tells me me to drink drink people's saliva because i'm not doing that exactly i don't yeah so um okay so he would often uh choose women who are coming to him looking to gain more um to gain more attractive men uh desire to be more sexually attractive and and mm. to have more money um most happened to be sex workers so again another correlation yeah, um right. he figured that these women were less dangerous as victims because there wouldn't be many people looking for them mm. um, and i did see a note where he would have people come to him and if it was getting slow he would go out and find a sex worker to bring back mm. um, so um, he would lure women to his home and um, into the sugarcane field nearby. He would basically like tell them where to go, and so um, as they walked into the field, he would direct them into a pre-dug hole in the ground. He would ask them to uh, ask them to start the ritual that they would need to get inside of the hole. Um, and the hole was always roughly to shoulder level of the person. Um, so from there, he would fill the hole around them, all while reassuring them that, about the ritual um eventually the women would would be trapped in the dirt making them immobile and again they would just be their heads out of the soil yeah um he would then grab a cable and choke them and strangle them to death um so once the woman woman was dead he would gather the saliva dripping from their mouth and drink it lord ah. yes um he would then remove the body um remove the clothing and then bury them uh, bury the body in the ground um, and believing that the position of the body could help him gain more power, he would face his victims' heads towards his home um, so he would be able to collect the power from their body because they were looking at him. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, all the while, uh, his three wives sat sat by and helped with his plans. So another odd fucking correlation. Fucking assholes. Yeah. So jumping back to 1977 with uh, Siri Kamala uh, Dewey's body was found in the sugarcane field um the the neighbor did you uh, say 1977 or 1997 i don't know but it's 1997 okay. so right. if i said it wrong it's 1997 <laughs> <laughs> so um the neighbor ended up getting a group of people um nearby together and they dug up the body from the mud and then they contacted the municipal police unit the police pretty uh, quickly came and, and they ended up talking to andreas the rickshaw driver um and he, uh, andreas told them everything that he knew um so they Went to Ahmed's home where, they quick, where he quickly denied all the allegations until the police found um, her handbag, her dress, and bracelets inside the home. So on April 20th, 1997, Ahmed was arrested and brought in for an interrogation. Uh, pretty quickly, he confessed to killing Dewey and 15 other women. Um, During the investigation, the police realized that the number that he told them was completely wrong. Um, And in Ahmed's house, they found the belongings of up to 25 missing women. Presented with this information, um, Ahmed changed his story again. um, And he admitted to killing 42 women within the last 11 years, uh, all which he buried in the backyard with them all facing face first towards his house. So the women's ranged in ages from 11 to 40. Um, so from here, the police ended up bringing bringing in an excavator and started digging. Uh, overall, they found five decompos- decomposing bodies, um, and the bones of thirty seven others. Um, and I have a note again that they were facing all facing the house. Oh, it's so crazy! Yeah, and it was all like a for this ritual practice. So the community went crazy and and over 80 families in the area had reported missing women, mm-hmm. leading the public to think that there was more than just the, the 42 that he admitted to. However, because of the decompos- decomposition and the lack of DNA, there uh, was little they could do to identify the bodies. Mm-hmm. So on December 11th, 1997, the trial began. Um, however, to no one's surprise, he was convicted to the murders of all 42 women. Um, and I, as I said before, his wives were also in on it. So the, all three women were convicted of, of, of helping with the murders. Two of the wives were sentenced to life in prison, and the oldest was sentenced to death. However, uh, she claimed that she confessed under torture by the police, and her sentence was later changed to life in prison. Um, so as for Ahmed, he was sentenced to death, so on July 10th, 2008 he was sent to to line up and he was executed by firing squad. Oh, shit. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Holy yeah. shit. So I have a couple interesting facts, just two of them. So one um, is that in the investigation, they were not able to establish any sexual assault on the victims. And Ahmed also denied any accusations of assault. He said that he just wanted to earn money and power by killing the women. Um, and so he also told the police that my father did not specifically advise me to kill people. Uh, so I was just thinking it would take... Um, it would just take ages if I had to wait to get seventy women. So I was trying to get to it as, fa- as fast as possible. I took my own initiative to kill.
2: I, that's just <laughs> not. You can't convince me it's gonna be faster <clears throat> to murder all of no. these women than it just yeah. would be to come up with some sort of plan to yeah, get yeah. their saliva. Just, like, hey, I
1: got a weird fetish. Could you spit in this cup?
0: Like, how? Do, and here's the thing: maybe it is a fetish, and an ancestry—they're uh, just swallowing people's saliva. Yeah. Just kidding, ancestry. <laughs> <laughs> that's disgusting. No, but that's yeah, you like some weirdo I, in the back, just like I know. I'm, I'm delicious. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh
1: God. I oh. But, but yeah, even that's like the thickness, the the But how just, awful oh, that, that people
0: that people believe in this like practice and they go there trusting somebody and you know, they're in a hole being buried and they're like, Yeah, man, yeah, this is great. I'm gonna get the you know, and I just, people are horrible. People are fucking
1: awful.
2: <laughs> right. And people already, I guess, trusted that he was a Dukin. Yep. Yeah. So why did he have to do, do all of that? I don't know. It's so. To get more powerful power? Yeah,
0: yeah, just to be more, could more powerful. Have, he could have been like, all right, as part of this, I, I do need you to give me a.
2: I'm sure if they no exactly. I'm sure if they already thought that he was a duke and then yeah. he, could have he could have just like persuaded that them to persuade yeah. them totally. to do that to
1: be like for this ritual for me to help you look prettier. Not you that need that to still, still wouldn't have
2: been a creepy ass thing. It would too, still be one hundred
1: percent, but it's still better than killing. Yeah. <laughs> but also, I think
0: that this is just something to for women to remember that men are fucking weird. Yes, um, and gross, and they're not going to make you prettier. Thank no. you. They suck.
1: Yeah. And you're pretty enough. Thank you.
0: Okay. Yeah, well, that sucked.
1: (laughs) Right? Right? So when we were talking, I'm like, oh, I think you're going to have one that's real fucked up compared to mine. I'm like, mine's still kind of weird. but No, yours was fucked up too. Right? I do love that he was died by firing squad. When I saw that, I kind of chuckled out loud. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not
0: like, I don't, I'm conflicted when it comes to the death
1: penalty because I kind of
0: believe like, if you're going to fuck
1: with somebody, then you should be. I mean, if you're going to kill 42 people or 60 people, like you just i don't i read
0: something recently i don't God feel it, bad i don't remember what it was it might have been like the last episode where the father what was the last episode what do we do was we it? Did it was literally just did The a traumatic one
1: oh it was um the story that Brittany told you about her friend oh i don't actually
0: oh no it was that was like our last episode i was reading something about um a father didn't want the person who had killed i think his daughter to go through the death penalty oh that was believe. my story was that your story yeah i didn't yeah. believe in the death penalty and i'm like well, I no,
2: I do, I do think there is something to be said for like the death penalty does put a sort of like another layer of trauma onto the people the who knew the victims because then they have to take on like yes I think this person was a piece of shit and they should have died but also now I feel like I am I played a part in another person dying totally totally so yeah I, my thoughts about it are I would rather see them rot. In jail mm-hmm. for a very long time because yeah. I think that that is a worse fate than just dying because yeah. once so you I die you're just, dead. you're just dead.
0: Yeah, so I I agree with that. I think that, however, the jail, uh, the, the prison system, um, is not as horrible I think as we think because there's a yeah. lot of accommodations. There, I don't know. Well, in
1: in just thinking about, ooh, I just leak to myself. Yeah. Um, um, ew, 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 <laughs> <laughs> Ahmed would be very excited. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like he's drinking from a hose. he be below you, just like, <laughs> disgusting. Um, but also thinking about like different countries and their different styles of of prison, right? So yeah. like in, in yeah. Indonesia, I'm sure it's way different than what True. the U S no is. Idea what it's sure, like there. right? And, like, well, and I'm I can't, sure that's I, a lot never, more comfortable in the U S yeah. than it would be there. When I've never
0: been to jail, I mean, I'd even, like to
1: not. Yeah, even talking to
0: anybody that I've known who's a um, bit like my sister, who's been. In that system, you know, she described it pretty rough. Oh, yeah, she did. Um, and so, yeah, I completely agree with that. Like, I think that people, yeah, should have to live the length that their life is miserable. Right. I think um, they should live the, the consequences. Yeah. 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 To the level of the consequence. If you, you know, if you've ever been arrested for marijuana or sitting in jail, no, you no, should no. be like, oh, I don't right, believe in
2: living know. the consequences for like dumb shit no, like that. No, but if you murder. did what David, whatever his name was, did, yeah, then fucking David rocked.
0: Patrick Ray. Yeah, is his name David Factory? I don't know. Yeah, no, he was fucking horrible. Ahmed, too. Like, I just... Yeah. But I think... I mean, well, he... I mean, he... And it's interesting, too, because he died of a heart attack eight months after serving... Like, come on. My guy. Like, he's not my guy. (laughs) 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 Gross. Um, But, yeah, like, David David Parker Ray. Um, I think I said Patrick. But David Parker Ray. Yeah, no, like, eight months? No. Yeah. But also, I... Yeah, I'm just... Again, I'm conflicted about it because I I feel like if somebody's tortured and just whatever, it's like then you should get that. But yeah, well, it's hard know. to not
1: feel like eye for an eye, right? Like it is. You yeah. are an awful person. You deserve to feel that same pain, right? But then I do agree with the the you have to sit and sulk in it the yeah. rest of your life. You're not going anywhere. You're not coming out from behind these bars. And well, then I think it kind of perpetuates because somebody has to push a button
0: right somebody's yeah. doing something so then they've like done the thing to kill yeah. like yeah. those things I, i'm kind of like well now we're just kind of passing. yeah i on feel, this yeah, idea I feel like murder. the like yeah.
2: karmic if you believe in karma whatever yeah. if you are the person that has to like pull the trigger to kill the person yeah. that killed all those people then you suddenly then have to take have that done. to your grave yeah even if you thought that was a terrible person yeah. you still have to take the fact that yeah. you have ended somebody's life. I know. Like that just
0: Which I think is interesting. So listeners, um let us know what you think. I yeah. I I I value people's opinions and and all that kind of stuff and I'm kind of I uh admittedly just that I am conflicted with it. I think it just really kind of depends on some things. Um but for the most part, I don't think I don't think anyone should be murdering anything um in general. So that's that. But let us know what you think and tell us why. Yeah. Don't argue about it. Just let us swing your opinion. Thank you. Um, But yeah, that was an interesting one. The saliva thing has me reeling. That's what I
1: when I read like the first synopsis of it, and they said saliva drinking. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna do this one. I just like
0: I can't. (laughs) Saliva grosses me out so much. (laughs) It
1: grosses me out too. I like. Oh my god.
0: I remember when I was younger and dating somebody, and they have you ever made out with somebody where you're like. This is gross. <laughs> Ew. And I know. And, there's, and you're just like wet. Because yeah, you're like, all over. so much spit coming gross. out of your mouth? <laughs> ugh. And I didn't go on a date again. Oh, well, because he was gross. Good for me, I guess. Well, no, you're great. But <laughs> I don't know. Saliva. Oh, God. Yeah. Just little. You're welcome. Listen, I have some weird dreams and I always wake up being like, that was fucking weird. You do have some odd dreams. I know. And then I move on and I'm like, that was a dream and right. I, something's wrong. With my brain.
1: <laughs> he did. Did we talk about the dream that you, like, you had of me that I murdered somebody and you helped hide the body? Did we I talk about we that on the podcast? That. No, that was a weird-ass
0: dream. I don't totally remember it now, but glad I told you about it. Yeah, we, you're my ride right or die, I guess. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> don't fuck with Brandon, because... <laughs> <laughs> Because uh, he may murder you. I don't know. Um, just kidding. But uh, <laughs> No, I also I had that dream remember when I um, wrestled an alligator to save you. And yeah, I punched you punched it. it in the head I for me. Did. I do remember that dream. You have very vivid there. dreams. I, I do. I sure do not. That's the weirdest dreams. My dream last night was really bizarre, too. I think I woke up and told you about that one. Right? I don't remember. It was my ex and everything. Oh, yeah. That was a weird-ass dream. I don't like weird dreams. I wake up and I'm like, Why? <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't dream about drinking people's saliva, You're right? Or murdering anyone. Or like having you like, do your like your dead
1: father tell you to drink <laughs> to drink someone's, so. someone's bodily right. fluids. My dad's not dead, thank God. But no, well, um, I, that's no, I didn't. Be, but if but had he <laughs> like but he was, But if
2: he was dead and that's what he came back <laughs> to say, I'd be like, um, shut up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. In my dream, um, shut up. <laughs> don't do that. I'm
1: I'm good. No,
0: like yeah, you'd wake up and be like. No.
2: <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. Anna, forget I'm going right.
0: that dream. I'm ready for coffee. Yeah. yeah. Like, no. Anyway. um, All right. Well, good episode, Anna. It was a fun. I've missed it this. Great. I know I did too. I really too. have yeah, missed being too. in person with you. Sorry our lives have been so fucking weird. I know. <laughs> oh, my God.
2: We're getting back on the horse.
0: We are getting back on the horse um, <laughs> Although we're going to be gone for like a little bit, but we'll talk about that after. But uh, not that long. But um, yeah. I'm excited to be back in person and just kind of ready for our life to get back to a... Some sense of calmness. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) ish. I don't know. We've never had a calm life, but... (laughs) We've never had. I know. That Marty situation was really rough for quite a while. Yeah. So, ready to... I don't know. We got to get her from below the couch.
1: We do. And I'm going to have to crawl under there because I know you're not going to. Exactly. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right. I know I'm right. You're right. I am. Now your background. I don't have to do anything alone. This <laughs> <know>. is great.
0: <laughs> it was weird being here for two months without you. Yeah, it was weird. Or it was only a month.
3: Like eh, a month. Like a almost, month and a month. half. Yeah. Back month and forth.
0: Month. I took seven flights in January. Ooh, that was aggressive. Yeah. I'd like to not do that again. Yeah. No, I'd like to not. That was expensive. Yeah. And and, <laughs> you, and that. Yeah. That. I got some hella points though. You did. Thank <laughs> you. Um. For me go to Prague for Savannah's wedding. Hi, Savannah. <laughs> I wonder if she listens anymore. I've heard them listen in the office. They better We're talking listen. about our team member yeah,
3: yeah, Savannah. and friend, Savannah.
0: of course. Savannah Cruz. She is the best. I just love her. I mean, I love our whole team. Who listens? They all do. They all do. Anna, Kay, Brihanna, Savannah. Yeah. I think Paul and Wayne still listen, right? Yeah, my parents. I think so. And my sister in law Val. Yeah. And Bobby. Beckett. I'm I'm sure Beckett doesn't listen. I hope Beckett's not listening. Well, he's, I mean, what's he At this point, we well, can rambling. see his little gunggles, yeah, I don't or, know okay, if okay, anybody's listening go. at this point. Um, um, Everyone's like, they're, they're done.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> so I know we, my ass would have been like, oh, I don't care. <laughs>
0: you're rude. i just kidding. I sometimes will listen. Okay, whatever. <laughs> <Just> anyway, <laughs> everyone, thank you for listening. Yes. And don't forget to rate and subscribe and yeah, rate give us reviews, some subscribe. reviews. We do need some more reviews and ratings. So do that. Thank you. You always will. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Until next week. Goodbye. Bye.
3: Bye.